0: Obviously, we're back to school uh, for a lot of people. And, you know, we talked yesterday with the superintendent of schools in Old Saybrook, Jan Peruccio, uh, about how they're handling a lot of things. We talked about generally about a lot of things, but also uh, this emergence of ChatGPT in the classroom. And now we sort of want to transition to the college level a little bit and talk about it from from that perspective, among some other things as well, uh, with JT Torres, who is the director of the Center for Teaching and Learning. Uh, JT, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm
0: good. So just first of all, just what is the Center for Teaching and Learning? What What do you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I, I get to spend a lot of my time researching how people learn, why people learn, what are those best practices that can facilitate learning. And then I work with faculty, scholars, educators at Quinnipiac University and then also um, universities throughout New England to help translate the science of learning into classroom practice.
0: Okay. So it's a perfect, I mean, the perfect person to talk to then. Are we we going back to, to oral exams and blue books (laughs) or are you integrating this chat GPT into the curriculum?
1: I I think a little bit of both actually. Um, What's interesting about going back to, you know, when we say going back to something like oral presentations, um, you know, we also have a lot of other social conditions that we're facing like social isolation Um, We have a lot of uh, students, uh, young people in America who feel disconnected despite social media, despite our online connections. And we find a lot of incredible benefits when people work together in groups and teams and connect. So those oral presentations, uh, that's one strategy that could help us get around chat GPT, but also solve a lot of other issues that we're facing, which is people want to talk to one another face to face.
0: It makes a lot of sense. But in terms of embracing it because you, you really can't totally avoid it as we we've talked about a little bit because it's here to stay and kids Absolutely. are kids are clever and so I, you know i've talked to some educators like well it, you can't ignore it to to some degree you have to embrace it so i mean it can do a lot of baseline research and in some ways cut, yep. cor- cut corners too i mean how how it i mean are you talking to students about how they're using it so you have a knowledge of it like and then what are you what are you doing to incorporate it
1: yeah, but both both faculty, professors and students, um, having these conversations is really important. Um there are two separate conversations which I, I think is really important that we clarify and you've been doing a good job of, of clarifying that. You know, one is the availability of a new tool that can help us do a lot of things. It is pretty amazing, you know, this tool, what can what it can do. Like for instance, um this weekend I planned my courses for the semester um and I needed to go through a schedule, a calendar, um, you know, looking at all those holidays, the dates. Um, when assignments are due, and normally I use, um, you know, in the past I've used a paper calendar and just gone back and forth between my computer screen and the calendar. I was able to use ChatGPT, and I said I teach Tuesday, Thursday, and I said, can you tell me all the dates for Tuesday and Thursday from now until December 16th? And then it did, and then I said, can you arrange that in the schedule for me based on these assignments, and I told it what my assignments were, and it built my schedule for me, and then I could go in and plug in all the pieces. So there's this really cool avail- tool that's available that can help us that you know, when you say cut corners, if we're cutting corners of tasks that were really more of a cognitive drain than something that was beneficial, then sure, let's cut those corners. And then on the other hand, the conversation is cheating. GPT did not invent cheating. We know that cheating has always been an issue that educators have faced. Um, it's exacerbating it. Sure, it's creating new problems. Sure, but it didn't invent the problem of cheating. So I think we can do both. Always think about how do we make learning meaningful and engaging so cheating doesn't happen? And then how do we, embrace and also realize what it means to live in a world with this new tool that's available.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is just a, I don't even know if I'll f- be able to fully get it out, but say, you know, somebody, can they go to ChatGPTs? Uh, I'd like a college level essay on Dusty. F- oh, yeah. Crime and punishment focusing on, you know, guilt and the impact of that on, you know, the young adult psyche or whatever. And then it, it can, it cranks out something and then the, the student, goes in as smart enough not to submit it and then uses that as a foundational draft to writing an essay. Is that something that's happening?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, also a really good example, I, I would be really happy if students had a conversation with ChatGPT about Dostoevsky, um, which would be one step up from not having a conversation at all. Um, so yeah, I, I, so what, what ChatGPT does really well in the example that you provide is it can just summarize text very well, right? It's like an interactive Wikipedia. It can give you summaries, and can tell you what things are and what things are about. But what we really want as educators, right, we want people humans that are tapping into the human potential of creative thinking, interpretation, analysis, and chat GPT can't exactly do that as well. I mean, it can, it can really get close to things that look like analysis, but if we're asking questions, like say, asking students to read crime and punishment and then say, how did this impact your life growing up in Handon, Connecticut, right? The more we can localize, assignments now and writing and that and may, thought right yeah under that personal level i think i think that's the way to go
0: are the professors nervous about it
1: oh yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> um because professors are very very smart people right and so they're very attuned to the world and any changes that occur right um people are going to be nervous
0: yeah and he, but he, you said they, they didn't invent cheating and i'm not saying ki- all kids are going to try to cheat Sometimes they're looking for the path of least resistance. I mean, yep, yep. It, 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 it's one of those things where it just makes it a, a little bit easier. And I, this sounds like there's some degree you're really, really depending on the integrity of your students.
1: Uh, depending on sure. But there's a lot of things we can do in the design of our assignments. So um, one thing that I think is permanently going to be changed now, you know, you mentioned you can just feed, a, you can ask ChatGPT to produce a college level essay. One thing that I think is always gonna be changed permanently is the death of the single assignment prompt. So what I do now in my courses is students will write sections of their essays, and I teach writing courses, will write sections of their essays without actually knowing what's coming next. So the very first step I might ask them is to ask a question of interest. Like what questions do they have about the world? What are their curiosities? What do they wonder about? And then they will ask that question and then provide a very brief paragraph why they asked that question. What about their lived experience made them ask that question? You know, who are they as people, as humans, as 18 year olds, as 25 year olds, um, to want to ask that question? So it's about them. There's no real reason to use ChatGPT and even if they tried to, it wouldn't be able to answer their personal lives. It wouldn't be able to tell them what they've experienced. So they do that and what the students don't know is they just wrote the introductory paragraph for a research essay. And then when they come back after they have that written, I say, great, you have this question asked. Now we should read some things so we can inform ourselves and here's where ChatGPT can help us. Yeah. Um, so let's ask ChatGPT for some sources, for some articles, a reference list. ChatGPT will often make some of those sources up. So then we'll together, we'll go through and we'll, we'll say we need to check act- each one of these to make sure they're actual sources. So I, I work it into a longer term process that doesn't have a single description. So it keeps students on their toes. They don't know what's coming next and it feels very personal to them so hopefully there's that little bit of meaning where I don't have to necessarily depend on integrity, but I can depend on interest.
0: Really? That's great. And it's already been incorporated. We're out of time. We'd love to have you on again to discuss it. Uh, best of luck with the school year at, at Quinnipiac. The school's just it's doing great
1: things. So we appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Dr. J.T. Torres.